What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we've got a bunch to talk about today. Going to be talking about cornerbacks, going to be talking about uh, some big news, pretty big news, actually, out of the Big Ten and scheduling. We're going to talk about how this could impact CSU. All of that fun stuff. Going to actually talk about Fight Island a little bit. we got a big UFC event. Um, that's more for DraftKings stuff. But really, really excited for that event. Before we jump into things, i got to talk about Breckenridge Brewery and the 15-can sampler. Guys, I've been raving about it for months. This is the best bet for variety. Get yourself a little bit of Hot Peak IPA. Get yourself a little bit of Strawberry Sky. Vanilla Porter. Whatever you're feeling, it's it's just great because you have a little bit of something for everyone. <laughs> if you listen to the college podcast, uh, Henry actually told a great story about his parents up in Montana. The only way they can get Strawberry Sky is if they do the 15-can sampler and they don't like some of the heavier stuff. And so now he's going to go visit them and he's just going to have a fridge full of like IPAs and, <laughs> and stouts and all kinds of stuff that his parents... You know, it was a little too heavy for them. Luckily, you know, if you're in the metro area, that's probably not going to be a problem. You can get, you know, a 12-pack of whatever you're looking for. Check out the Breck Beer Locator. It will tell you the closest liquor store near you with Breck Brews. It's super clutch. You know, it'll tell you exactly what they have, not just the brand, but, you know, what they have of it. It's just, it's great. It takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. And as somebody who's quite, honestly, I'm just lazy. I don't really like having to look for things. Uh, the internet, Amazon, all of that has has made me just a lazy person. So I love the Breck Beer Locator. It's amazing. Check it out. So much love for Breck. Cool, 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 cool. It's been an annoying week, guys. It's been a really annoying week. I'm in the process of moving over the next, you know, 10 days or so I actually my place I can move in starting on uh, the 21st I believe but because I'm moving out there's there's currently showings going on at my current apartment and it's it's part of the lease that you know I gotta like play ball with all of that I gotta make sure that the apartment's clean and all of that so basically I have done nothing but clean my apartment for other people to walk through <laughs> and you know, I, I hate cleaning anyways. I'm I'm not one of those guys that lives in a gnarly apartment. I mean, I definitely like to keep things as tidy as possible. But folks, let me tell you, there is nothing worse than cleaning for people you don't even know. Like, it's it's one thing to like, you know, oh, I've, I've got a girl coming over. or I've got some bros coming over to play poker. You know, I got to tidy the place up a bit. Got to make sure it's not gnarly, but it's going to be a great time. And so it's all worth it. Right now, I'm just cleaning my apartment. <laughs> for other people to pick through it and and make me uncomfortable. So that that's what I've been doing lately. That's basically what I've been doing all week. I did want to I did want to hype the all-time Rams wide receivers piece a little bit. Uh, I really worked my ass off on it, guys. I I tried so hard to actually pick the top 8 wide receivers. I looked at all these numbers. I researched every guy individually, tried to look up you know, historic moments. I'm combing through the media guide, looking at every record I can find, in-game records, season records, anything that I could find 
to just bring some context to the situation. And I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit more on another pod uh, with Eddie Hers in the next couple of days because he also did an all-time uh, you know, CSU Rams roster. Not trying to say he copied me or anything like that. Eddie and I are actually really in tune when it comes to content. We we laugh about it all the time because constantly, you know, I'll, I'll hit him up and, hey man, what are you working on? And, oh, I was thinking this. And it's always like, oh, no way. I, I just did that a day ago or oh, I'm, I'm doing that tomorrow. But Eddie and I think very similarly. It's probably why we got along so well at the Collegian and probably why we've continued to be friends through throughout all of this. But it, uh, it really seems like people enjoy the, the Rams roster pieces so far. I know this whole process has kind of got drawn out longer than I originally anticipated. I was thinking more that, you know, do just like short pieces and, and release the roster like bang, 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 bang. But then, you know, when I went really in depth for the quarterback, I, I kind of learned a lot of stuff about players in the 60s and 70s. And I just figured, you know, if I'm going to go through all this, let's do it up right. And let's, let's take some time. There was a brief period, a couple of weeks, where I didn't want to put stuff out, uh, just given you know everything that was going on in the world. It just felt like you know I I don't want to talk about like a city video game roster that I created on my Xbox 360, but you know eventually we do have to we got to keep you know putting stuff out and you know operating with our life. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back into it. We're gonna get the tight end piece up next. Make sure you go check out all those wide receivers. If you have any comments, tweet them at me. Uh, DM me all that fun stuff. Definitely, definitely down to talk about it because I think it's a really fun topic, and I think I learned a lot, and I think I think a lot of you guys are going to learn a lot as well. So make sure you go check out that wide receiver U piece. Uh, really, really fun. I think you guys are going to dig it. This is completely random, and I'm going to get sidetracked here for a hot second. But right after I said I think you'll dig it, it just instinctively made me think of. The Rock and, you know, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? I have no idea. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever, but that's what it made me think of. Speaking of The Rock, has anybody crossed, like, platforms in terms of industry better than him? Maybe, like, Justin Timberlake, but Timberlake isn't, like, the movie star that The Rock is, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. He... He has an impressive resume, been in some movies that I like a lot. I thought he was really good in The Social Network, that that Valentine's Day or whatever, the, the rom-com he did with Friends with Benefits. That's what it was, sorry. Friends with Benefits. All those movies are the exact same, by the way. <laughs> well, anyways, like I said, was going to get sidetracked for a hot second. The The big news is is definitely the Big Ten and ACC both announcing that they plan on playing conference-only schedules if they play football at all this fall. And I'm really going to get into this more in, in just a few minutes here. This feels It, it feels kind of like a first step. That's all I'm going to say now. I'm not so sure that... I'm just not so sure there's going to be football this fall at this point, guys. I'm... I'm feeling less and less confident by the day, unfortunately, but we'll get more into that in a sec. We did have some some roster news with CSU football earlier this week. It came out that Brandon Crossley, young, talented cornerback out of Texas, has transferred to SMU. Definitely a bummer. He's he's a great football player. Uh, the, it is a 
it's a pretty substantial loss, at least moving forward, in my opinion. He's a guy who I think the coaching staff was probably really excited about. I know the previous staff was stoked about him. But yeah, decided to go closer to home. We'll we'll see if he's able to get a waiver or not. It's it's definitely a possibility. Gosh, I mean, given everything going on in the world, I'm, I just don't see how <laughs> the NCAA could deny somebody a waiver, especially given that he is transferring closer to home. But it's always uh, always a bummer when you see young talent decide to leave. It you know, there's not really anything you can do about it. It's it's always going to be there's always going to be roster turnover when you have a new staff. And I actually haven't had a chance to to talk to Brandon about his his decision to transfer yet. But I definitely wish him well. Like I said, a promising young cornerback that flashed. Didn't play like a ton last year, but he did play in seven games. I uh, recorded eight total tackles or nine total tackles, eight solo. No interceptions, but he did have four passes defended, which is actually pretty good in only seven games. I mean, the leader on the roster was Marshawn Cameron. He had five, and that was in 11 games. So Crossley... You know, showed some ball skills early. showed showed the ability to, to you know make aggressive plays and be able to defend the pass. But yeah, <laughs> uh, did the cornerback show that he could defend the pass, Justin? But anyways, what does this mean? What does this mean? Opportunity. That's what it means. It means opportunity for a young stable of corners to step up and and take those snaps that Crossley would have received. Because I do think that. Had he stayed, Crossley probably would have received significant playing time. You know, with that in mind, there, there's just opportunity. There's, there's a chance here for a lot of young cornerbacks to step in and, and take, those, take those snaps. Uh, one, one guy that obviously comes to mind, Rashad Ajayi. You see, I think Marshawn Cameron is going to start. Um, he, he's really great. Really great, sure-handed. Uh, how do you say that? Sure-handed tackler. He's a sure tackler. He doesn't miss tackles. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, pretty decent in coverage. You can line him up all over the field. Transfer from Northern Colorado. I think he'll be one of your starters. But that that other starting position is going to be interesting because you have a you have a guy like Rashad Ajayi, who obviously played a ton as a freshman, but he battled a shoulder injury for most of last year. Ended up only playing in about six games. So, you know, it could be a situation where he comes in and looks to have a redemption year, looks to just kind of make up for for lost time. I know he got frustrated by the end of last season, but I, I do think the talent is there. I think he's a guy who still has the potential to go down as, you know, one of the better corners in CSU football history. But, you know, at this point, he's going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. You know, that's, that's just going to be the biggest key for him. Moving off of that, I think this presents quite a bit of opportunity for Keevan Bailey, the sophomore from Georgia. I think he has the best ball skills of any of the defensive backs on the team, at least from what I've seen, you know, on the field in practice as well as in the games. He just, he has <laughs> some raw, I, I, I don't want to, you know, credit his only his father and, and act like Keevan hasn't, worked his butt off because I just think, think that's simply not the case. But it, it really, really <laughs> reminds me of watching a, a young champ Bailey when you see Keevan out there, you know, coming in on a on a ball. You see a receiver run like a little 10 and out and watch Keevan break on the ball and whew, just gives you goosebumps, man. That guy can play. 
Really, really excited about him. I think we're going to get a healthy dose out of him. I think him, Rashad, Ajayi, Marshawn Cameron. I think those are the three corners that we're probably going to see the most of. But, you know, you're going to need five, six, maybe even seven corners to play at some point or another. So who else you got? I'm, I'm thinking Christian Cumber, Redshirt Jr. This is a guy that when he signed at a Mullen High School, people were stoked, man. He can play. It's It's been a bummer that it's just been one injury after another, but he's athletic. He's he's really, really intelligent. I do think that this could finally be the year that we see a breakout from Christian Cumber. Speaking of guys that have been around for a while and, and haven't quite made an impact, Dejon Owens, senior from Los Angeles, you know, didn't really play hardly at all last year, has just kind of been buried by some of the younger talent that's come in over the years. But he's another guy, you know, really athletic, really quick. Maybe this is the year he's able to finally certify, you know, a spot in the defensive rotation. Caleb Blake, redshirt freshman from Florida. Xavier Goldsmith, redshirt freshman from Detroit. Both of these guys, people were really, really excited about them. You know, everybody was excited about Crossley and Keevan Bailey last year. That made, made sense. But Goldsmith, Blake, these are these are guys that had legitimate P5 offers as well. Mikel Harvey, a redshirt sophomore from Louisiana. Shoot, even Henry Blackburn. Maybe we'll see a little bit of him. I think more than likely we see him at like a safety type role, but you you could put him at corner. I mean, he's got the frame. He's already bigger than just about every other one of the cornerbacks on the roster. Really twitchy, really athletic. I think there's a lot of opportunity here for young guys and a couple of older guys, like I said, with Cumber and Owens to really just step up and seize the moment, seize the day. Oh, man. Can't can't even say the phrase seize the day without thinking of Dead Poet Society. Also kind of makes me think of the newsies for you musical theater people out there. Now's the time to seize the day. But it's true. It, it, there, it's, it's disappointing from a CSU standpoint that you lost a former four-star prospect in Brandon Crossley, a guy who, by all accounts, has an, an extremely promising future in football. But at the end of the day, I think CSU should feel pretty good about the depth that they have at the cornerback position. Really safeties as well. I mean, obviously replacing Jamal Hicks is going to be tough. A guy that's just been such a great leader in the locker room for so long. But as as disappointing as it is to see Crossley go, I just don't think it's a situation where the Rams are going to be, you know, completely screwed or, or super desperate or anything like that. Just I really do think Bobo deserves a lot of credit for the depth that they were able to to bring into the secondary over the last couple of years. It it had been an issue for a long time. I mean, even on some of those successful Jim McElwain teams, you know, you had some guys, Bernard Blake, DeAndre Elliott, but corner the secondary as a whole, it just, it never really was the strongest. I know KPL laid the wood, Trent Matthews, both great Rams, both guys that played for multiple seasons, not trying to dog anybody on the roster. It's just been a situation where you know, CSU hasn't been feared. You know, they opponents were willing to take you over the top. You saw it constantly against, you know, CU getting torched for 80-yard fly routes down the field. I can't remember. God, it had to be like four or five years in a row where they busted like a 75-yard touchdown pass. It was just ridiculous. You know, Boise State, similar thing. They, nobody feared going over the top against the Rams. And I do think finally we're getting to a situation where that's not going to be the case you're going to need the defensive line to step up. You need more consistent pressure. It just it wasn't good enough last year. The D-line just wasn't good enough last year. 
but I am excited about some of the young guys they've got coming up. Aiden Cullen. I'm excited about Manny Jones returning. I think Allison Hubbard can do some things. So I do think that there's, there's reason to believe in this defense. Surprising enough, you know, as, as, as much as everybody is focused on guys like Warren Jackson and Dante Wright and Trey McBride and, and Barry Wesley and Patrick O'Brien. And rightfully so, you know, these are all great players and they've, and they've done great things. And I'm expecting good seasons from all of those people that I just mentioned, but this is a defense that it just, if it steps up, this Rams team is going to be, I think pretty dangerous. (laughs) And, uh, actually that's, it's kind of what really disappoints me about what I have to talk about next, which is scheduling. But, um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that first. Let me talk about DraftKings. We've all heard the rumors, but Fight Island is finally here. This weekend's UFC 251 is set to be the best yet, with big names stepping into the octagon all throughout the night. This is an event you do not want to miss, and there is no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. This week only, with DraftKings Sportsbook, they're offering all new users a special odds boost on this week's headline fight. Bet $20 to win $100 on either fighter. So dope. That is so clutch, especially if you've never bet. Just makes it a little bit less nerve-wracking. You know, this week, it's full of action from golf to European soccer all the way to Abu Dhabi for Fight Island. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered through it all. For the big fight this weekend, DraftKings is offering all users not one, but two profit boosts when you place a bet on UFC 251. Just place a pre-bet match on a fighter, and if they win, your payout increases. I've had a ton of success with these profit boosts, guys. Amanda Nunes has come in clutch for me, a couple of different golfers. These profit boosts, they really make it just a lot more fun because, let's be honest, you know, sometimes when you're betting on a favorite or something like that, the payout just, it really isn't going to be worth it. These profit boosts make it so much more worth it. DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's super easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. To top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering their best sign-up offer to date. Right now, you do not want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, users can get a no-brainers odds boost on the headlight on the headline fight this Saturday. Bet $20 and win $100. That's right. No matter if you pick Usman or Masvidal, your odds will be boosted to 20 bet $20, win 100. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus required 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> it's getting to a point when I hear anybody else do any type of gambling promo in the state of Colorado, whether it be DraftKings or you know any of the other sites, and they they all have to do the same, you know, a disclaimer at the end. I just naturally end up finishing the phone number because I'm starting to say it so many times. So I guess if I'm ever worried about gambling, I'm going to know that hotline. Uh, speaking of gambling, though. It's a it's a great time with all these odds boosts to to check it out. You know, seriously, I know I just talked about it for a minute, but with my DraftKings pick of the week, I'm gonna go UFC 251, and this one might surprise a couple of people, just given that he wasn't even supposed to be in the fight. But he's my guy. I gotta go with him. I'm taking Masvidal. I'm going with Masvidal in the upset. 
currently listed at plus 200 odds, but with that, you know, profit boost, you can get it boosted up to plus 500. Look, Usman's a bad dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm really nervous, but I mean, he's Street Jesus, guys. That is the coolest nickname I have ever heard. Street Jesus. I love Masvidal. I just I fell in love with them. I'm not I haven't been watching UFC for like years and years and years. I've really only been watching it for the last like two, two and a half years. So, you know, I, I admit it all the time on Twitter. I'm new to the game. Um, I actually used to openly dislike MMA and that's a whole other thing. I don't really know why. I just the brutality of it, I guess. But I just I got a feeling, man, something special about Masvidal. He's been waiting his entire career for this. I'm a little worried that he's not going to be in good enough shape like you know he wasn't training for this fight initially but he's just one of those dudes when when he gets in the octagon i just i wouldn't want to mess around with him so i think he's going to get the ko that's where i'm going with i'm going with masvidal if it goes the distance i won't feel quite as confident in that but masvidal i'm feeling it taking that upset ufc 251 go check that out on DraftKings. there's a lot of really good cards this weekend Really excited for that Max Holloway fight as well. A big opportunity for him to pull the upset. I'm rooting for all the underdogs this week, pretty much. Weekend of underdogs. Gotta love it. QQ Kachoo. If you don't get that movie reference, we cannot be friends. Sorry, not sorry. Them's the rules. Big news, though. Big, big news. And that is that the Big Ten and the ACC have already both announced that if they're if they play football this fall, it's going to be a conference only schedule. Now, this has, you know, pretty big implications. Obviously, we're going to have to pay close attention. How does the SEC react? How does the Big 12 react? The Pac-12, all of these other major conferences. But the fact that, you know, the Big Ten, one of the, you know, really, it's the Big Ten and the SEC if we're talking about the most relevant, the most nationally relevant conferences. The fact that they've already announced this, pretty discouraging. I I have a lot of feelings on this. You know, first of all, to me, when I, when I read this, my initial reaction was that this is just a first step because they don't feel like college football is going to be played this fall. And this is, you know, first you say, well, we'll try doing just only conference only. And, you know, in like a month from now, they're just going to say no college football this fall or it's pushed to spring. This just feels like a way to kind of soften that blow a little bit. I mean, we see that all the time with the NCAA. They'll announce one thing like the baby step. And then, you know, a little bit later, they announce the big move. And that's my gut reaction because I just think it's stupid. This is no safer. If you're going to play a conference schedule, Look, I'm I want college football so bad. So if it happens, if they can figure out a way to safely play a conference only schedule, then I will gladly eat crow. But I just I don't understand how this is any safer. Look at Ohio State, for instance. So you, from from the logic of this, Ohio State can travel to Michigan. They could go to Maryland. They could go all over the Big Ten, Penn State, all these different states. But you know who they can't play? Bowling Green, who's also in the state of Ohio and currently on their schedule. It makes no sense. This is no safer whatsoever. I just, I don't get it. I really don't. 
I mean, if someone can, if someone can bring some logic to this for me, other than cost, you cut costs. That's that's about it. I just, I don't know. It feels, it feels like a, a step to eventually soften the blow. But when I read this, I just I couldn't help but laugh. And then, obviously, it it, it made me think of CSU too because they have three Power Five teams currently on the schedule: Oregon State, Vanderbilt, Colorado. As of right now, the SEC Pac-12 haven't announced anything, but it kind of feels inevitable. You know, if two or three of the P5 leagues end up doing it, I'm sure they all will. Just man, <laughs> of course the the year CSU has. Maybe not the best. I'd say uh, that 2017 slate was the best out-of-conference schedule that I can think of, but definitely one of the more exciting out-of-conference slates that CSU has had in the last 10, 15 years, and it's it's looking more and more like it's not going to happen if there is football this fall. Now, let's say the season gets pushed back to the spring. Maybe that changes some things. Who knows? It's just disappointing. You know, I've been looking forward to this Rocky Mountain showdown in Fort Collins for as long as I can remember, you know, I remember being a kid and and being annoyed by the fact that CU never came to Hughes Stadium. And I don't know. I've, I've definitely been looking forward to this game for well over a decade. So it just sucks. Like there's there's obviously much, much, much bigger issues in the grand scheme of things when we're talking about life and everything that's going on in the world and, and in this country right now. But, you know, this is a CSU football podcast or CSU Rams podcast for CSU fans. This sucks. You know, it's just been nothing but bad news. It feels like over these last couple of months and kind of what was keeping me going was that light at the end of the tunnel. Like we've got football coming if they can, you know, get through all this and uh, it just feels like with these spikes, it's, it's less and less likely. I, I went into detail about this with Henry on the college pod. So go and, and listen to that conversation because it'll be just a little bit more put together but I'm just I'm disappointed, guys. I'm I'm disappointed. I was I was really looking forward to hopefully, you know, going to Vanderbilt and, and the showdown and all of this stuff. So we don't know yet. We don't know that those games are not gonna happen. I don't want to give the wrong impression. I don't have any inside information or anything like that, but it's just feeling less and less likely at this point. Like we're gonna have a 12 game college football season this fall. And that sucks. No other way to put it. That that sucks. So keep your eyes on it. Make sure that you keep up with all the content. Please go check out that all-time Rams piece on wide receivers. I'm going to have more written content coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. going to really just kind of hit the ground running and, and jump back into things because quite frankly, I need the distraction. I really do. So I hope everybody out there is staying safe. I know it's tough times for everybody. It's a lot to take in, just a lot of negative headlines, a lot of negative energy in the world in general. So Know that, you know, I care about you. I love you. I appreciate all your support. Make sure that you're washing your hands. Wear a mask, please. It's the only way we're going to get sports back. That's, that's you know, whatever you believe in politically. I don't, if you like college football, wear a mask. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Whenever you listen to this podcast, just know I'm thinking about you. I care about you. Word to your mother.